Welcome, everybody, to a simulcast. I'm honored. Once again, we're here live in the Underground Comedy Cafe, the very festive. We were looking at some uh, 3D Viewmasters. For anybody that doesn't remember, how would you? <laughs> Viewmasters, it's funny because um, I, was, I was born in Yosemite. Yeah. And I always try to tell people, if you've never, you know, people always say, you're You've traveled around the world. You're so lucky and stuff. And it's like, you live in the States. Go yeah. see shit here. It'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah. Why do you need to buy some vacation to like Barcelona <laughs> when you could go to Yosemite or the Grand Canyon or yeah. Zion or any of this stuff? Such you beautiful know? places. It's, so I was up there last year, I think it was, and they sold Yosemite Viewmasters. Really? And I got uh, Amy Hawthorne one, the comedy groupie. She's on Twitter. Really? I got her one because I had taken my buddy Brenton Biddlecombe on the road with me, and we're doing comedy up outside of Yosemite, Bass Lake. So I took him in there, and his eye, you know, he's from uh, Ohio. Oh, yeah? Where's he from in Ohio? Uh, Cedar Point, wherever that place is. Oh, Sandusky, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I watched his eyes fall out of his fucking head and his jaw hit the ground. And he's, uh, you know, I think he's like 27 or 8. And just to think how you're an adult and you're still blown away by something yeah. in this day and age. Yeah, it's so, I mean, there's so many, even like for even in Michigan, like they have these giant sand dunes in Michigan and there's like so many cool, beautiful places you could go to. I went camping and... Arizona in the national park last year. That yeah. was just fucking beautiful, man. There was just like common land. So you don't have to, you don't have to pay to, to camp or anything. And you could just go out there, put up a tent. And yeah. Good to go. I mean, there's just so much, so much cool stuff we can do here. Like, well, here we're in Canada right now. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's another thing is, uh, a lot of people always shit on Canadians. I, I never really understood that. Like, uh, oh, Canadians, you know, or whatever. You know, like it's a common joke uh, to rip on Canadians. I don't know anything about their army or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, when you know, every part of Canada is awesome. I've been to Toronto, unbelievable. Uh, Vancouver, unbelievable, you know. So, and I'm those are the two places I've been. I haven't been to Montreal yet. But, you know, it's uh, it's just uh, this. We're in uh, Toronto yeah. this weekend. Feels like it's like North American Europe. It's so like it's got like that same kind of cool yeah. feeling to it. Like there's like we went to Bill Hicks bar last night. Yeah. And you walk in and there's just like old vinyl art sleeves just all over the place. You look at the ceiling. It's covered in vinyl. Yeah. And it just it feels like. You're just in like a, I mean, you literally walk in the street, then you walk into somebody else's world pretty much. Yeah. 
So you know, cool. To me, people shit on hipsters all the time, and it's so weird to me because hipsters are into good shit. Yeah. That, that Bill Hicks bar would not exist oh, if it without wasn't. hipsters. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we're in Toronto, Canada. We're walking down the street. Bill Hicks is not from Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's a whole bar called the Bill Hicks Bar. That is conceived by a couple guys that are into good shit one yeah. day, and they go, we need to open a bar. Well, what's the bar going to be called? Bill Hicks Bar. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man. What are we going to have in there? Just rock records and space invaders. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Arcade the one games. guy that won the Bill Hicks costume contest. Oh, yeah. The door guy this looked fuck- just like Bill Hicks. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, go to their Bill Hicks Bar Instagram and look at the guy. He, I mean, <laughs> for not only do you open a Bill Hicks bar, but you find a guy that looks like 24-year-old Bill Hicks, <laughs> who has no doubt looks fucking just like him. Yeah. And and then here you are in Toronto on this street that we're on. I think it's, is it Queen, Queen Street? Queen Street. Yeah. And it's just fucking great. Best barbecue I, I, on this street, I'm too. still blown away by this barbecue. We Shout have. out to the Aft. Aft. Oh, AFC. man. So good. Yeah, what's the name about? Because the name sucks for how great it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Ask him tonight. We'll ask yeah, him tonight when he him. comes. Yeah. I'm sure what it's something that? good. He'll I'm... say it, then we'll be like, oh, that makes sense. It is. Okay. I grew up in the Bay Area, ate barbecue in Oakland all my life at a place called Flint's off of Shattuck Street, I believe, 48th and Shattuck. It's gone now. But I grew up with a certain kind of barbecue. I grew up with a certain kind of uh, burrito. Yeah. So when you grow up with us, just like New York people with pizza, when you grow up with these flavors on your palate and you go somewhere else and it's supposed to be the, oh, this is better, and you're like, it's not. Yeah. It's like I still love that mac and cheese with the powder, the shit fake powder cheese. The craft. That, to me, is the ultimate mac and cheese. It tastes so good, man. It tastes great. It's funny when you're poor. I grew up poor. Yeah. How great that is, and and you'll still eat it if you were a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So my point is, this barbecue we had the last two days, and we're, we're sitting here high off of uh, massive <laughs> amounts of meat we just ate. It was fucking oh, spectacular. Dude. Let's see. We had... Jason got the brisket. Yeah. We split the ribs and the pork sandwich. Yeah. And then that, oh, what we didn't say is they're, uh, they take the, the, the barbecue rub and they made like their own cool ranch. And they put it on their nachos and then oh, they're it's fucking insane. They got the this bean black dip. bean dip. Oh. Everything about this place, the way the room looked, the owner is one of, look, I'm speaking Canadian. The owner, eh? He's one of the <laughs> coolest guys I've met. He's you a know? nice guy. He's Super. a really nice guy, eh? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's it's funny it's hard it's it'll uh i don't think you could write edgy jokes living here everybody's pretty fucking nice yeah where can the the garbage of your soul uh come out you could out just make here? fun of the homeless people yeah, but even the homeless were chilling. They were they, nice. They had a great dog, and, and they, they were like, like, hey, you got three bucks, dude? <laughs> they were like, ah! <laughs> well, yeah. So we've spent two days here, and, and you guys brought me up, and uh, 
It, it, it all goes back to that thing I was talking to you about, about how Howard Stern was talking about podcasting as a waste of time yeah. and shit. Uh, and as he was saying that about Ari, I was laughing as I'm sitting in Toronto in a full room in uh, doing comedy in the middle of nowhere because of my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because of your podcast and like your affiliation with Death Squad, like we're friends with Brian Redband, and so he brought you to Columbus. We got to see you, and we're like, man, this dude's a fucking killer. Yeah, everybody needs to see this dude right now. Oh, dude! And so because of that, we're able to have these shows, and it all spirals backwards from people that are not just comedy fans, but podcast fans that became comedy fans that now come out in groups to support the shows hang out with each other, hang out at these cool clubs like this like this venue we're at right now, Underground Comedy. And yeah. so Howard Howard missed the mark entirely because, I mean, there's such a large amount of us in the quote-unquote Death Squad family that are all interconnected together across the United States, throughout Canada, all the guys from Australia, like, you know, Jason G and all those guys. Yep. Like it's all one community because of podcasts. And at this point, it's just thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And that, that never would know each other, that never would interact with each other, that now are able to because of these couple common overlapping things. And, and it's funny, you said a thing there, you said thousands and thousands of people. Uh, that might not sound like a lot. But when you're starting a podcast in your bedroom, like I did, you know, yeah, like in my house. Same here. Like or, everyone did. Red right? Band did. That's, That's right. what started in his yeah, exactly. bedroom and in Rogan's basement. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you got to look at what Red Band has built, you know, uh, Without Red Band, you guys would know who I am. Without we wouldn't Death even Squad, be friends. We wouldn't that, know each other. We wouldn't know Red each Band other. Open the doors for everybody. Yeah. I owe him a lot. Thanks, yeah. Red Band. If you listen to this, thank you. The point is, it's like if you say a thousands and thousands, and then somebody laughs at that, like, well, that's not very many. It's like, yeah, uh, that's like you know what what level are you trying to? Uh, gauge your stuff off of Are you trying to yeah. gauge it off of uh, NBC TV Where they have 3 million viewers Or 6 million on a show or whatever That's not what you're, you're What it's about What it's about is trying to find people That are into the same shit You're into And then let's travel around and meet these people yeah. And have get togethers yeah. And you know It's almost like the old west days Of like well, these guys are really into my cooking, and, yeah. and I really like uh, what they do with the leather goods. So we get together and hang out. You know, it's like so old world, but in yeah. a but but that, in a great way. You know, but that's the power of the internet. Like it's the reality, power of the internet. Yeah, like we don't need we don't need. Uh, I think too, like Howard's thinking about you know radio stations, terrestrial radio, and all this other stuff that that has. That basically, like we were, we were just anybody that hasn't checked it out. Johnny Knoxville did this sweet Detroit documentary, and they're interviewing a guy who's this entrepreneur in Detroit, and he's saying, you know, I wanted to move out of New York because I can't have the steering wheel in New York. Here, yeah. I can take ownership and steer and steer it, and that's that's pretty much what we can all do with the internet. Like thousands and thousands yeah. taking their own steering wheel, coming together and working together is powerful. I mean it. 
it's going to multiply and it's going to and it will have the power of yeah. millions you, you could say my my thing is i'm not shitting on howard at all because i love Howard. oh same here i same think he's a pioneer i think he's oh a titan he, he's an absolute things. absolute he, yeah. god he's just missing one little point about this topic well out that of, was what, a 30 year career yeah. he's allowed very, to miss yeah, once or it's twice it's very yeah. unusual for howard to um to, to have done that uh that missed that mark so immediately fire your interns howard because they <laughs> they were you know they were smoking the stuff that drew smokes right <laughs> you know what i mean because uh easily easily you press one button on the computer which is enter after you put ari's name yeah. in and you go Oh well, this is. Uh, let's not even talk about this. This guy works his head off. You know yeah. what I mean? This yeah. guy is an absolute fucking uh, uh, an an early style um, Howard Stern in a in a way of he has a group of fans who love him, and and it's building and building and building. This is going it's, against the grain. That's it's correct. It's sustainable. That's what Howard was. That's what Howard was. Yeah. Talk about missing the, the or taking the wrong person to make that point about. Ari was the worst person to yeah. pick because Ari works as hard as anybody in Hollywood to yeah. make his career. Beyond. He has two TV shows right now. Well, he has his special and then he has the uh, um, This Is Not Happening uh, show. Yeah. He has a podcast. He tours. He lives by coastal. He goes on two, three times a night. He writes material. He does other podcasts. He does sketches. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's an early, early on pioneer of those, like those sketches of the, the amazing racist. Yeah. That's so funny, man. Well, I just think it goes to show like how some people can get out of touch once they reach certain levels of fame. Yeah. Like take Howard, for instance, he went against the grain and it was about sticking it to the man kind of thing. But after a while, his fame, his fame really took over and he's probably at a point where he has all kinds of assistance taking That's care of certain things so you become out of touch just like yeah. people like colbert and say john stewart not to say that they're any less of a artist but they come to a point where they're strictly saying jokes that were written for them so if they're not out on stage still practicing their craft you get out of touch with what everyone really wants so howard's still so far removed from that now yeah. that like he's out of touch with that that thing that like come up from from the bottom you know what i mean yeah, yeah, just yeah. like how he made it right I so. think I think the dream career is kind of a uh, an Atel or an Ari yeah. or a Burr. Always stayed to the craft. Well, yeah, you're always still doing comedy, yeah. no Even, matter uh, what your projects are. You never get away from that too far because you know if you get away too far and you have to get back into that game. It it, it yeah. could only be a year and shit passes you Whoa. by. You yeah, know? just like pro sports, right? You yeah, you can't just jump back in just, yeah. as an NFL quarterback. No, yeah. like, like Tebow's trying. Yeah. Yeah. Heart, heart surgeon takes a year yeah, off. Yeah. You're jump yeah. right back into some yeah. guy's chest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, Howard's a great guy, you know, and he's uh, he uh, he he is the definitely the pioneer of some outlaw radio back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but as he's talked a lot about terrestrial radio, which is just garbage. Yeah. There dead, is no dead, fucking dead good terrestrial radio I have not listened to. And I am a fucking music freak. Yeah. Have not listened to terrestrial radio in easily 10 years. Well, easily. That's yeah, only so geared around 
Blue collar America that compute commute to work. Yeah, yeah, commute That's to work. What, and podcasting, which Howard is missing, has taken over that in yeah. the morning because people commute and they go, I'm tired of hearing this bullshit Fuck every the morning. morning zoo with Fuck the laughter that. and the noise and commercials. Yeah. The commercials are the worst. To choose the content that they relate to on demand. And I think that that's what the terrestrial radio and even the television industry in Hollywood isn't taking into account is that there's this shift in our culture to on-demand content and people not just being okay with being having their content fed to them. This is what you should like. This is what we're going to make and you're going to watch and consume. And the power of the internet, like you guys were talking about before, has eliminated that. Yeah. And now everyone, even the blue-collar guy, has the option to select what matters to them rather than just going with what they're handed by a network by a radio station and so it is relevant and it's becoming more relevant every day the format of podcasting well yeah also uh you know it what happens is people want different styles of material other than the garbage that the four big channels were putting out for years or the radio or anything the breaking bad is a perfect example of that You you know, Breaking Bad would not have been on 10 fucking years ago. You're not going to see that show. And it's the same thing with podcasting guys are becoming heavyweights in the industry because they're talking about a guy like Ari or I couldn't just get on terrestrial radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'd be like, first of all, we don't want to be on there because, you know, I'm not comparing myself to Ari. He's a big level. But I'm saying we're not going to get on there and just. Talk dumb shit like, hey, how about last night? I was out at the uh, Wanderers Pizza. You been there down there, Drew? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Man. That place, huh? <laughs> wow. It was incredible, man. The pizza there. You know, it's just like, what are you talking about? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like when they say rock is dead. That's just because the people right now don't talk about rock. It's almost like uh, take those things that are like come from limited sources like back in the day we only had so many channels on tv to choose from so many radio station frequencies from our city right that's the content that those things provided it was reflective to the amount of people that could tune into it at that time like now it's just a vast majority now with the internet there's billions upon billions of buttons to, and channels to pick and stations to pick so now in order to keep your attention, someone's got to be talking a lot more about fucking Johnny's Pizza Joint down the street or yeah. that one club that everyone knows about in town. Like, we got to talk about wor- bigger issues here, yep. bigger worldviews and stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what podcasting's doing. That's what the internet's doing. Uh, I, I heard something recently online and I was saying it to Drew. Like, Drew was saying he loves coming up to Toronto because you get to look at your life objectively from outside of it because yeah. always, he's always in Ohio. So, it's it's like i heard i heard it put like this and i felt it was the same thing it's like you can't truly study the forest when you're in the forest yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah you have to kind of like go on some mountaintop and look down at it from above and then you can fully start to see what this whole thing is about and that's what the evolution of internet radio and just the internet is to me is we're stepping outside of the town the municipality the city the state the country we're looking at it from fucking outer space now man yeah yeah we're realizing we're all one and we need to be talking about more fucking thought provocative shit shit well, that like motivates people that's designed to like better each other you know what i mean yeah not just sell commercial fucking space well we were in the lobby last night and i was getting ready to go on and i and and i gotta tell you guys i'll tell you this like from the bottom of my heart, it blows me away 
when people come in, I go, they go, oh, 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 we're here to see you. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Toronto. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 2,600 miles away from Hollywood. And one of your podcast fans are here. And they you. come yeah. in and they go, man, we love your show. I'm truly floored. Yeah, like what? Well, so imagine, you listen to the sure. oh yeah. man, that one you did last week with Kelly Rhodes, man, I can't believe. And there's and I'm just like immediately like, man, th- that would never happen without a podcast. Yeah, it's that, a very that somebody amazing. finds you, you know. What yeah, I mean? and then they spread the word, you know. They tell somebody else, and then somebody else, and it just keeps you going. A, and then you have a whole community. It's incredible. Like a Dean like, Del Rey, the Del Risers. Yeah, yeah. The rise of the Dell Razors. Rise of the Dell Razors. <laughs> They're raising Dell all over Toronto. Yeah, raising Dell this weekend. We raised it on uh, Bill Hicks. Bill, Bill Hicks, Hicks bar. bar. High low bar. Yeah. Tag the top of that yeah. that album there. High low bar got a good Dell Razor on the uh, Metallica oh, pinball. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's a. It, this is an amazing place we're at. Um, and here, here's the owner right now. Let's ask her about. So this place has been open seven years. Introduce yourself and tell us where we're at. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm Joey, also uh, known as Puff Mama. And uh, yeah, we hit our seventh year, so we're seven in a little bit now. And we're at the Underground, uh, which is on uh, Queen Street. When did you start doing comedy here? Here? Uh, well, seven years ago. Um, you mean right out of the gate you started doing comedy? No, no. Well, I worked at a comedy club long time ago in 99 and 2000 that doesn't exist anymore here in toronto yeah and uh i met all the stand-up comics and i know in toronto from then it's grown so but we started doing shows probably 2002 yeah and then moved to here and then eventually that's uh, your dog in the back just rolling around yeah he's awesome (laughs) he's awesome best dogs ever He's the sweetest. My so you, dog. You move in here. Who was your first comedian, do you remember, that you had? Oh, well, Boyd Banks is one of my best buddies in the world, but he's always been a huge supporter. I think Boyd uh, Banks is big time. He was he's officially a legendary the first comic, comic to smoke oh, yeah? a joint yeah. in here. I'll say that. He was the first comic to smoke a joint in here? Yeah. He, we, we didn't even have the lease, uh, you know, figured out. <laughs> really? And he just sparked up. And I think it was... I think we had the lease figured out, but there was, you know, in that trial period of like, you're not even moved in yet. Yeah. And you're, so we'll call it the soft opening. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll you mean you, in Toronto, you could move in somewhere without having a lease yet? That's like pretty, a, like well, a tester. Yeah. I had my keys and like things were signed and, but I hadn't moved my stuff in yet. Yeah. It was like that day. Right. So officially, officially it was mine, but it was like shit, like. Okay, sure. All right, go for it, buddy. <laughs> this place is um, so cool. It's really cool. I was looking at the. You have a screen in the front, and mm-hmm. I mean the amount of uh, the level of talent you've had in here is it, huge, yeah. man. David yeah. Tell, Joe yeah. Rogan, yeah. Uh, Ari, Ari, Ari. Rory Scovel, yeah. Tom Segura. Yeah, it's just like awesome. Todd Glass, Mark yeah. Tasher. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a comedy addict. I mean it. It started the minute I worked at that comedy club. I mean, that was it. I was like, I love this. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of, I've always said there's this weird theory I have about stand-up comedians, a couple of musicians, and maybe some poets that you guys are the last people telling the truth in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw to, those I names, and I was pretty proud to be in here. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, I was like, wow. Journey. And then after, after a while, you start just uh, inviting people out and, you know, 
seven years is a long time to yeah it is to to have gathered that I feel like a slut I got a lot of names in I think it's the toughest room I've ever performed in because no. you're doing an hour and midway through. You're fucked up. You're <laughs> <laughs> We're so forgiving, though. And, and, your and your throat, your throat's burning. Like I'm, I'm smoking weed the entire set, but I, uh, by talking, yeah, just by being here. Yeah. At, uh, but we have a, a strong medical marijuana community in Toronto, and that's a good lot of the people. So you had a smoky night last night because the MMA Coalition did show up in the end, and that was. All those guys sitting here smoking and dabbing, but they're uh, they're the guys helping fight the movement and yeah, making things legal. So oh, really? Yeah, so so what yeah, are we really help target. Uh, what, what are they fighting that? against? Um, well, basically, Stephen Harper, our lovely golden leader, um, has attacked the medical marijuana system, and it is and does need revamping, but it does need to be shut down. And these guys represent a coalition of people who grow their own medicine, medicine. Right. shall we say. And basically, they're looked on as a bunch of weed growers, nippy freaks, and they're just capitalizing <laughs> on shit. In which, 2015, it's yeah. hilarious. For the most part, is not true. And um, long story short, these guys uh, filed an injunction last year against Harper, which stopped him from doing that. That's now, of awesome. course, injunctions and courts cost a lot of lawyers money, so that's what these fundraisers do. So we, we I give them carte blanche when they come here. That's great. So, uh, long story short, it's uh, it's it's all about everybody here. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Like, um, 2015, people are some people are way forward on marijuana, mm -hmm. and some people are fucking way in the cave <laughs> still. And, it, and yeah. it's it really so blows weird. my mind. I read somewhere like five years ago. And I think I told Rogan this, but they said that, and this is, I don't even know if it's true because it could be a uh, marijuana activist. You know, some people just, they start putting everything out. Yeah. Like the anti-marijuana people, they just put out shit and you go, what is that? <laughs> but it said that if everyone had five weed plants in their backyard, the amount of oxygen these plants put off, I'm talking everyone in the U.S., it would fix the uh, the ozone layer hole. Probably. I mean, Probably. Yeah, even if you think of it like this, like everybody that's like save the trees, they're not saying grow hemp. I mean, hemp was the original paper product. Yeah. And then we started cutting down trees for lumber. And like you can, I mean, the, the, I think the crazy thing about the plant especially is that the use of it, like it's not just medical. I mean, there's so many other uses for it. Yep. And it's also too, it's from the fucking earth. Like what is, why are we outlawing that? Like yeah. just growing a well, plant. That's a good healthy way of looking at things instead of saying like traditionally back in the day, it's like save the trees. Let's save this. Let's see what we can do so that we don't lose this at such an alarming rate. No, the progressive thought is like, how do we add more? Yeah. Not mm -hmm. save what we got, right? So, like, don't be a penny pincher if you're trying to become rich. No, don't learn how you could save money. Learn how you can make money. Yeah. Right? So, we're so driven when it comes to money, but how come not things like that? Yeah. Uh, well, let's save just, the trees. Let's plant some trees. Like, just think about overall sustainability. Yeah. I mean, sustainability is the key because, I mean, like, just because you're growing a lot of trees doesn't mean you should cut down a lot of trees, too. Or, yeah. and it's just like the whole thing. But, like, stopping a lot of the consumerism that eats up a lot of that stuff in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Probably I mean, it's is a better solution in all of it. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we need to replace a lot of those resources. What? But in the end, like, people don't reuse like the backsides of their pieces of paper. People don't. I know, you know right? There's two plastic big sides. cups. Like, what the fuck? That's right. Throw it out. Yeah. And, 
So, yeah, I, I just, you know, it's a tiny little thing, but I always try and remind people this in your daily life. Don't even use it. You know, go go buy used clothes. You know, if you if there's some funky places, I'd, I'm famous for not ever, ever, Thrift ever shopping. buying brand brand new clothes. I don't ever. It's just yeah. not my way. So uh, uh, that being said, it's it's much better to just live a less less consuming life. Right. I, it's, know, I, I think. I, I think as looking yeah. on the outside of it all, <clears throat> I think the problem with uh, weed is you have the classic Cheech and Chong style character who's doing a lot of the weed talking. You know, like, hey, dude, 420, man, far. Yeah. But when you got people like Rogan who are crazy smart mm -hmm. and they're talking about weed topics, those are the proper guys that need to be in the forefront. Absolutely. Because they can battle down immediately any stupid shit that the... Uh, it does, because in most people's minds, it's just fire out, free no. weed and hippie, you know, and, and it's like... One of, the, one of the tools we use constantly, if you ever heard of the movie The Union that Rogan did... Which one? The Union. No, I don't know the that. The Union it's a, it's business a documentary. behind getting It's a documentary oh, wow. out of Vancouver, it. and him and Tommy Chong got both interviewed along with a lot of scientists and people who are in law prevention and people who are in business, basically, you know, talking about prohibition, the history of it, and why we should change things. But the things is that one of the things is when I saw him speaking it, it realized me like he didn't even become a marijuana proponent until he was already famous. So right. He was right. in his thirties. He's like, "What the fuck? Everyone's been lying to me. I need to speak." There's yep. very few people who have the strength to do that to change their ways, whether in the middle of a lifestyle already. Yeah, it that's takes correct. Ten years to change or more. So that was, and I, I thought I was pretty clear when I met him. Like, I just want you to know that we in this place highly respect you just for that alone. Fuck everything else he's done. There's just a more important the information needs to get out, laid out cleanly and, and simply. And again, like not in a hippie sort of way. Yeah, right. Like yeah, he's zero hippie to me. He's uh, he works guy. out every day. He, uh, you know, he 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 uh, kills his own meat and stuff like he's into like uh, all kinds of stuff. But he's not like far out. You know what I mean? <laughs> UFC. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, he's not so yeah. he's the type of guy that weed act activists need. They need different kinds of personalities Definitely. to where it's not just that. Woody Harrelson's always been a really good promoter. Yeah. Woody's great, that. too. He crosses it, the line well. Exactly. That, that you know, is a key part, like, that people that don't smoke weed or people that are neutral or even against weed need to see a more full picture of the spectrum of weed users. Yeah. It's not just the stereotypical... Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Exactly. Character. It's doctors, it's lawyers, it's athletes, it's house moms, it's everyone, business yep. owners, people that are educated, people that are successful also use cannabis. And people like Rogan and everyone featured in the union in the sequel called The Culture High. Yeah. And those are good starting points for good, good examples as to how cannabis can be used as a positive thing to enhance someone's life rather than how it's portrayed as being a negative thing that causes problems. Yeah, it's true. And, and the more people that smoke weed, the more people think I'm funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I was killing last night. Dude, I mean, even think about... Spread that weed out. Funny. <laughs> but even thinking about like last night, like, like just for your, from your experience, like what's the difference... 
versus going to a club where everybody's drunk versus last night? Like, what's the difference in experience? I think with weed, the only thing is you have to, the first maybe 20, 30 minutes, you got them. And then it turns into they're pretty fucked up. And you need to turn your jokes into kind of almost crowd work, one, two, boom, bam. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep them in. Because the one guy over to the right there was fully asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give that guy credit because that guy, Eric, is a huge supporter of it. And he actually just bought his new house and he was up till at seven in the morning renovating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give him credit. That guy has never done that before. It was awesome, though. No, it was funny. Um, No, no, not at all. The same token house repairs set to the side. Anybody that can make it through two shows here in the same night and stay conscious is a champion. So that guy was on the second half of a double show. I'm surprised that he lasts as long as he did. Yeah, because you guys said some comedians don't even make it through the show. Yeah, as I've fun. seen a lot of comedians. I love my comedians. staff. That's all I got to say. We <laughs> 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 gunned I, it all night. I had a great time last night. It was... Uh, you know, uh, I used to do this show on Melrose in, in Hollywood. Uh, it was a speakeasy, almost exact to this, but smaller. But it was the same kind of thing. And you'd go through this door and it was boom, whoa. There'd be about 20 people in there. And uh, Red Band and I and uh, uh, Joey Diaz and uh, and Sandy Danto, a lot of guys would do it every week. This guy, Rusty Dooley, would put on, they'd pay us in weed and... We'd leave. And, um, <laughs> We'd leave. And, and it was always a Rochambeau of, uh, God, I hope I go first or second. You know? <laughs> because first or second, the, the, the high's kind of new, and they're laughing really big. Like, yeah. oh! <laughs> By the time the third guy goes on, he goes, man, I'm bomb. And it's like, no, they're just loaded. I mean, because they would be fucked. Because we're talking each guy do 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Now we're an hour and a half in, and there's zero. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. deep. You're that's like, deep. uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, that's not like five to seven minutes. That's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, comedy is a different dynamic of anything you put in. Uh, I'd rather p- perform in front of stoners or drunks over people fucking eating, which is one oh. of the worst goddamn uh, dynamics of comedy in my life. Yeah. I was just doing a show recently, and the front row was garlic fries. Uh, Not only does it smell like shit, <laughs> it fucking smelled part. like shit while I was on stage. <laughs> but the people are eating them, you know? Uh, it's like, they're not even listening. When you ever eat and the guy's talking to you, you're like, yeah, yeah. But you're like, mm, this is good, man. Yeah, like, you're not listening. Yeah, like you're we're missing at setups and shit. <laughs> Food is the worst dynamic in you're, a comedy yeah, club. Yeah, you're missing a joke because you're licking Except some ketchup off food. your finger. Or yeah, or you're wondering, <laughs> when, hey, where's my fucking mayonnaise? I asked that guy for an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> Like, whatever. So. I always found that to be weird, but I know it's a lot of big clubs and big chain clubs do that. And well, you got to make, sure, make some money. Make right? some money. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. I'm not. I'm like, not knocking them, but I always wish that they would serve the food like what, one hour show. before, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then okay, the food's over. Now we're gonna start the show. But there's nothing worse than just. Uh, I've been to a place where they had sizzling prawns. You're on stage Ew. and you hear. <laughs> and that's coming through the room. You're being heckled by sizzling prawns. 
sitting here going, fuck those things. And they stink, too. You know, sizzling. <laughs> oh, man. And, and you know, people get sizzling prawns. They got to fucking build that into a, a tortilla and shit. You know, they're not watching the show. <laughs> yeah, finger foods, man. Finger foods. Whatever, yeah. I find this interesting because so many people here, given the side effect of our marijuana use, ask me to bring food in. Yeah, and we we are we allow outside food in here as long as it's not from a corporation, i.e., the fucking evil pizza pizza next door, which is garbage yeah. food. I won't even <laughs> let it in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's really good neighborhood restaurants that we allow in here. After you guys were eating there today, their so food's good. allowed in here. A lot of people bring their food in here. And yeah. uh, so uh, I, I, I don't want to get into cooking because it does interrupt the shows. I, when I worked at the comedy club, there's nothing worse when you're like giant plate of nachos and all this noise and crackling. And, and I, could, I could see that affects it. But I'm getting tips. So what do I care? I yeah. up the ante on yeah. anything expensive. Yeah. I, like, I, like your, exactly. I like your idea of like, but, yeah, why uh, can't it be served? Here's your food. And when the meal's done. Yeah. But it, it did get yeah. me thinking about what to serve out of here. Um, like tonight we made some, we just make food that we can put in a cup. Yeah, yeah. And like that's food perfect. we can like, that's not going to intrude and we serve it in the next room. And I'm just trying to figure out though, in the end, it's like, I want to make sure that the experience is good. If you have too much food, people fall asleep too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They get lethargic. Yeah. No. There's all different fucking dynamics of comedy, right? A room yeah. could be too warm. They're like, oh, yeah. way too comfortable. It could be freezing. They're like, it's freezing in here. Yeah. You know, the drinks could hey, be $9. The and fine details matter, man. Yeah. yeah, they get pissed off, whatever. Yeah, I get it. Sure. You know what? You just got to be fucking funny. Yeah. And no one remembers anything but how funny you were. Yeah, that's, that's so point. true. That's if it. The comedian's doing a really good job. All that shit doesn't matter. It's true, right, because yeah. if that shit's affecting you, you're just not funny enough yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it, man. It pushes me of like... You know, there's always that dynamic now of I'm starting the headline of check drops. And uh, it's been around forever. Just learn how to fucking work through it. Watch the pros do it. Check drops happen. It fucking happens. Just learn how to do it. Oh, don't get distracted. By don't that. get yeah, no, Just fucking yeah. learn it. All the pro guys get a check drop. Their whole set doesn't go down the drain because of a check drop. Figure out why. It's because they know how to work that dynamic. Kreischer yeah. always... Um, he always kind of cues them when to drop the check. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. So before the checks drop, oh uh, yeah, is it all right if I do some extra, like an extra twenty minutes after the, wait, that? The staff is like, oh yeah, let's yeah. yeah. So it's like Funny a cue. Yeah, we have a hard time sometimes cueing when 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 to drop their checks too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and usually, well, I, sure, each comic. I, I find out how much time the comics doing the headliner. Yep. And then you know I time it, and then yeah. hope we get it right because the last thing you want is for someone. The comic, I never want to red light anyone here. We it kind of doesn't exist here. It's just keep fucking going if you're getting laughs. If, yeah. if it's pros, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did an hour and ten then, last night, you and it's just it. like I could just tell. You could have done another ten, and, and nobody would just start. Laughing. I was just like, yeah. we're good. We had fun. No, it was a yeah. perfect amount. It was, yeah, it was you could good. Feel it. It's like a podcast. I can always feel it. People go, well, why was that one an hour and the other one was two hours? It just that's how it felt. Yeah, it felt yeah. like it was time I can to... feel when this conversation's over, and it's like, same with the show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you, we up. had fun. Absolutely. You know? It's great. Tonight is going to be great, man. Tonight's going to fucking rock, man. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Tonight's going to be pretty sweet. Okay. Got a whole new Everybody crowd. introduce yourselves, because I'm going to put this podcast on my uh, show also. Yeah. And we're going to do a co- a co, oh, co uh, show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the sample so hour and get, the... get some more word out on the place and stuff, you know. <laughs>
<laughs> Anyways, I'm Drew Sample. I am the host of the Sample Hour. Um, I just got a new website, so I'm slowly transitioning all my old content over from uh, I had a talk shoe feed. So if you Google search the Sample Hour, you can find my stuff everywhere. But go to the SampleHour.com. Um, that's where I'm moving all of my material to. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Drew Sample. Also follow my podcast, which is at the Sample Hour. Um. And I'm uh, Joey, also known as Puff Mama, owner of the Underground Cafe here, and uh, Toronto, in Toronto, on Queen Street, on Queen Street, and my website puffmama.ca. And, and you're getting ready uh, to shut all your uh, other stuff down, right? Yeah, don't 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 try and find me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason at No Susquehanna on Twitter. Also follow our other account at The Squad Ohio. And uh, follow samplehour.com, also highontrees.com, and puffmama.ca. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, tell them how many, uh, how many hit dabs you did last night. 39? I mean, that's just, yeah, what happens is the underground, you have to be in the underground. So everybody needs to come out here and experience the Toronto scene and what this culture is like. And if you like the 710 or 420 culture, you will not be disappointed. Give us some love here. Uh, yes, I'm Joe Tachito. Uh, I started these high on tree shows. And, he uh, is the he's our, the man. He is our fucking god guru of Toronto. Yeah. Uh, who has been nothing. All three of you guys have been nothing but fucking. Let, let me tell you, I've done 2,590 shows, 26, something like that. Never have I been treated this well. Awesome. So you That's guys yeah. are. Uh, way, well, you then guys, some other people are doing it wrong because this is how you deserve to be treated. This is how it, the way that it should be. So yeah. ask some questions of some other people. About well, it's that. just unbelievable how great it is, man. It's like you know a ride from the airport, something that simple. Mm-hmm. You can't believe how far that goes. It's the little things, man. Yeah, you're driving five hours on a plane. You get off. And there's a, you guys were there, like 5 a.m. Hey, hey, all right. <laughs> we went to the store, bought some fucking shitty food at 6 a.m. You know? <laughs> That's the stuff you remember, man. Well, I just want to take the opportunity to say thanks for coming out to Toronto to do these shows because wow. it does nothing but attract more people out to come out and check out live arts. They come and see you because they heard about the podcast or anyone else that we brought, and then they figure out that there's a great local scene here too and uh just mark my words if you're in the toronto area and for all you guys out in la and new york and even canada is really well known for their comedy in vancouver and montreal just prepare because toronto's scene is currently being lit on fucking fire oh it's and thanks to guys like it's you fucking incredible here man like it's one of those spots if i didn't hate cold i could live here <laughs> yeah. in one minute as I cruised down the street, I was like, oh, this street is fucking great. Just living that character. Just living that culture. loft I showed you. Like, there's where I yeah, would live. Yeah, you would love it for Bill sure. Bill Hicks Bar. I would just start drinking again. <laughs> I'd just be at Bill Hicks Bar, <laughs> sapping some red hooks, playing Shout space out Teddy, and yeah, Bill Hicks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get a couple French bulldogs and and call it a day. <laughs> thanks to the other local guys too gavin and uh paul you guys know who you are afton hilo for yeah yeah great welcome open great bars as well too. yeah yeah it's a local neighborhood thing we got going on here definitely aft check them out on twitter and instagram and also look up hilo i don't know if they have an instagram or not but underground comedy cafe and then also highontrees.com that's uh joe's site he's the one who puts together all these awesome shows 
the last several years, including Duncan Trussell, Red Band, Tony Hinchcliffe, the Seguras. Now we've got Dean Del Rey up oh, here. Yeah, we're going to do the cinema. Let there be talk. Yeah, we're we'll going to do the cinema. Next time we'll get Dean back here and do a live podcast and comedy show as well. Yeah. So if so you didn't make it to Toronto this for weekend for Dean's shows, you fucked up. Make sure you stay tuned for the live <laughs> podcast coming when it gets warm. Thanks for sure. Me, guys. Not a problem, Dean. Thanks a lot. Let me pick out the jam.